right, John chapter 15, let's go. We've been in here um, for a while. Uh, we're coming to the end of this uh, series. I have some other things that we're um, going to dive into over the next uh, few weeks. So uh, you don't want to you, you don't want to miss. So um, John chapter 15, let's, let's just read. We've been in this scripture for a while. Let's just read. I am, the true, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, He removes, and He prunes every branch that, that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. If I say more fruit, that's the goal. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I in you. And just like the branch is unable, ever say unable. It's going to be important in this, uh, this message this morning. Unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine. Neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit. Because you can do nothing without me. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch and withers. They gather them throw them into a fire, and they are burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you produce much, uh, produce, uh, much fruit and prove to be my disciples. We've said so much about this since the beginning of the year, right? So we are in week, like, I don't know, whatever week this is of the year, in this series about producing fruit, thus the amazing fruit display that we have on our, um, our background, you're called to produce fruit. And at the end of the day, like, we, like I usually, you know me, I usually, if, if you're familiar with, if you're new to here, you don't know, but if you're here, you know that I do love to review every week. I always review what we've talked about over the last, but basically we've been talking about that you are called to produce fruit. And we define fruit as not just wealth and riches and all those kind of things, but as kingdom stuff. Everybody say kingdom stuff. We're, taught, we're called to produce kingdom stuff, and we talked a lot about that. So if you want more about that, we have all of our messages on our website and on our YouTube page and all kind of different places. But, um, but we, talk, we started talking last week about the, I, this idea of pruning, and the whole church groaned, right? Oh, my gosh. Pruning. The pruning process, right? And so we talked about these things, and God wants to prune us. So that actually we said this, if you're being pruned, if you feel like God is pruning you, that's good news. That's good news. That means you're already producing fruit. Because if you're not producing fruit, the Bible has some other things to say about what he's going to do to us. But if you're producing fruit and you feel like God is pruning you, that means you're a part of the vine, you're part of the deal, you're part of the whole operation, right? And, you are being, and you're being pruned not to punish you, but to produce more fruit, Right? So that's what you're called, that we're called to do. And um, we talked about that, uh, we, talked, we went to Hebrews, we talked about that scripture that says that we are to put aside every weight and the sin that so easy, easily entangles us. And so we talked about these things, these weights and sins are the things that God wants to uh, remove and to prune for us because like, like a wayward branch on a, on a vine... And an unproducing part of the branch that he wants to prune that so it can produce more fruit because the energy of that vine hmm, will go into more fruit producing areas of that branch. Amen? Amen? And so that's what we're called. And so those weights and sins and sins, right? We talked about there's weights, there's things that we, there's sins that are just obvious um, ungodliness, right? 
But there's also just weights. Um, I talked about my uh, seemingly, um, that every year this time I'm relieved of my football addiction. It's amazing. It's just, I don't know what happens. It's just amazing. God just heals me every year after the Super Bowl. It's, it's just, except I did catch myself watching a goofy XFL game last night. And I was like, what in the world? Like, oh, what's wrong with me? So I don't know. There's God, the enemy will always get in there to try to tempt you. So um, <laughs> anyway, but, um, but those, are, those aren't really necessarily sins, but they're weights. Amen? They're things that just weight us down and causes and, and gives energy. So, so how do we get rid of these weights and these sins? Right? That's the, that's the age-old Christian question, isn't it? It's the age-old question that we... That we um like like it's, and it's like every New Year's right every New Year's resolution, like okay so we are in the middle of can you believe we're in the middle of March already Tor- getting towards the end of March, no, February. February that's where we're at. <laughs> I'm really trying to rush this thing along, aren't I? <laughs> Woo! Wow, we're not there yet. Um, yeah yeah Easter's tomorrow. Yeah, no no it's not tomorrow. So we're in the middle of okay rewind. We're in the middle of, can you believe we're in the middle of February already? So we're in the middle of February. Can, that's amazing, right? And so I don't want a show of hands, but like it, in your own, the show of hands of your own heart, like how many of you, you just look back and you go, I'm kind of embarrassed about my New Year's resolution because I kind of forgot about it. Like you don't have to raise your hand. Like, you don't, yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Like, like that's, that's real, right? Because like the majority of the people who do it's. It's the case study, right? The majority of the people who do the, um, uh, what do you call them, the um, New Year's resolutions, they fail, like in the first, like several, couple of weeks, right? So, uh, and, and many times, um, that's what we kind of look like over in our, in our own lives, right? Um, so why is it that we do these things, these New Year's resolutions and these um, why do we seemingly fail at these new ways of living and these new ways of moving forward? Why is it that we fail? I'm so glad you asked. And we're going to hopefully answer some of those questions. Amen? This morning. So here we go. Let's go to Galatians. And we're going to, um, it's going to get interesting and then it'll get better. Amen? Let's go to Galatians chapter 5. In verse 19, we're talking about pruning. We're talking about living the way, getting rid of the things that don't need to be in our lives so that we can produce more fruit, be effective for the kingdom. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 says, Now the works of the flesh are obvious. (laughs) Are they? Yes, yes, they're obvious. Yes. Sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, Sorcery, hatreds, strifes. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm just so tempted to go think about these last few years. Hatreds, strifes. There's an interesting, um, just a side note, there's an interesting, the ads, the, the He Gets Us ads that were all, all through that we've been seeing. Um, and one of them was really like poignant. He said, Jesus loves those who we hate. It's really, it just, it's one of those gotcha moments, right? Whew. We believe that, right? Jesus loves everybody, right? 
sorcery, hatreds, strife, jealousy. I know, I need to hurry. hurry let's just, jealousies, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, faction. Factions just simply means you're in this group, I'm in this group, and we don't do groups. No, 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 not, no, no. This is, the, this, is, this is the other church down the street. They, they deal with that. I'm just telling you because it's so foreign to us all that, um, that, that you don't even know what this definition is. So that's why I did. That's why I did. It's not any of us. I don't do factions. Envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. How about that? Just go ahead and lump it all the rest of the stuff in there with anything similar. I am warning you about these things, as I warned you before. Those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. See, when we talk about these things, this, this, this groaning happens inside of all of us, right? It's this, this is where like the rubber meets the road. This is like real life stuff, right? It's not just some stuff I see on, in the news. It's not just stuff I see across there. This is like me. This is when it gets really personal, when it's me and, and these things. This is, this is how we read our Bibles, right? It's not, we don't read, oh, that person needs some patience, that, my, my boss needs some patience with me. He needs the, like, this is where the rubber meets the road. This is me we're talking, right? So when we're talking about, like, these are what we're talking, when we talk about the kingdom stuff, many of those things are lumped into these fruits of the Spirit kind of things, right? Including, obviously, winning the loss to, to Christ, right? We, we do believe that that is the answer for our nation, right? It's, it's winning, the, winning people who are away from God to God, so we can start acting like God toward each other, right? So, so we, can get, like, we can get all mad at the people who don't live like God that aren't believers. That's kind of what they do, right? right? So, so but the, the goal is that they come to know Christ. They come to know His love. They come to know, um, man, just think about how great that would be. We just had a revival of people coming to know Christ. Amen? And starting getting, uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But including when they lost, helping people who are disconnected from God to get connected to God. So in all of these things, so, but then we talk about, you know, we talk about the fruit of the Spirit. And this is where it hits for real in our lives. This is where it begins with our own lists of things in our own lives that we have you're like, yeah, I thought you were going to tell us how to get rid of these things. I am. Get, I'm getting there. See, we read these scriptures, and, and um, as I read them, there's a lot of ouches. Ouch. Right? Okay, okay. Now, the, now we're going to, okay, so we're going to have an altar call at the end of this service, and then we're going to just repent, right? And then we're just going to, we're just going to say, well, I'm not doing that anymore. All right, I'm going to, I'm going to have patience, right? I'm not going, okay, I'm not going to do, okay, Lord, I'm not going to do sorcery anymore. <laughs> I'm not doing sorcery. That's not, I'm not doing it, right? Um, I'm going to go home and take, off all, take down all my idol statues in my house and take them down, right? This is what we're going to do. 
and, or then the, 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 the sexual immorality and the immoral stuff and all this stuff. No more, God. And what happens is people come down to the altars. They proclaim that I'm never doing this ever again. Any of you ex-smokers, like I, I'm an ex, I used to smoke back in my early 20s, right? And man, I don't know how many, of some of you can relate. I don't know how many cigarette packs I threw away. This is a, how many of y'all, anybody else? Oh, oh, are we going to be honest here? I, like, I, this is the last one. Boom, throw it away. And like the next day, I'm at the store, and I'm like a back of marble lights, please. Like, that's, the, that's real, right? And we treat, like, this is the way we, it's, it's kind of like we come to the altar and we do a New Year's resolution. We go, I'm never doing that again. I'm never doing that again. And, and, um, and then, and then uh, the enemy is so, is so good at what he does. And then, like, you get up, and then you go, and the, the next day, you go and you do that thing that you didn't want to do, and you proclaim to God, and now you, now you feel like a loser. Now you don't even feel like a Christian anymore. Because I can't even go one day without this. Amen? It's the trap. And then the devil will tempt you into it, and then you do it, and it'll heap shame on you. That's the way he works. And so much, hear me, so much of the body of Christ lives in that shame and guilt. And we wonder why there's no power in the church is because we don't live in the power that God's given us to live because of the shame and guilt. And then we wonder about scriptures that he's given us power over sin. I mean, I'm going to say it out loud, but sometimes I don't feel that way. And we live this defeated life. We repent on Sunday and forget about it on Monday. It's like James says, I look in the mirror, and then I walk away, and I forget what kind of person I am. Right? Like, that's, that's our story. And right now you're going, yep, yep, come on, David, come on, come on. This is, let me just say, this is exactly what the Old Testament believers did. We'll muscle it through. Try your best. I'm going to give it my best shot. And then you come back Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. Maybe this time. Maybe this time. So let's read this this. Um, this, this scripture about the fruits of the Spirit how the, and the, the works of the flesh. Let's read this in context of what Paul is actually saying here. And so, actually, we're going to read it in the NLT. Um, well, not, not quite yet. We're going to get to it in NLT in just a minute. But so the context is simply this. He says, oh, he calls the Galatians foolish. He says, hey, you guys, you guys are, you, you guys are, because um, the, there were, the big argument was, hey, and this is kind of a weird topic, but it is what it is. He says, you're going to, he goes, um, so all of you guys who come to know Christ, all you Gentiles, all you guys need to get circumcised, just like all the rest of these Jewish people. And Paul says, no, 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 no. No, if you, if you start taking this part of the law, you start doing this, you, have, you start making it mandatory for this, you, Jesus is not necessary because you're going to have to do all of it. If you're going to pick on this aspect of the law, you're going to have to do it all to be perfect, right? So this is the argument that Paul's making in this portion of Scripture. He says in verse 2 in Galatians 5, he says, take note, this is CSB, take note, Paul, 
I am telling you that if you get circum if if, uh, if you get yourself circumcised, Christ will not benefit you at all. Again, I testify to every man who gets himself circumcised. This is so weird on a Sunday morning. Circumcised that he is obligated to do the entire law. You who are trying to be justified by the law are alienated from Christ. You have fallen from grace. If, listen, you cannot be, I want you to hear me. You cannot be right by a list of moral rules. Your righteousness is not based on a list of moral do's or don'ts. And if you try to live your life as this self-help, trying to do better, you've missed the whole point of why Christ came, died, and was resurrected. You cannot live free by a list of laws. Matter of fact, you'll be in bondage by the list of laws. Now, does God have a, God to have a definition of right and wrongs? Absolutely. Does He call us to live a life of holiness set apart to Him? Most definitely. But can we do this in our own strength? No. No. If we think our right standing is based by our own works, then the standard is perfection in our own strength. Let me say that again. If we think our right standing is based on our own works, then the standard is perfection in your own strength. But guys, that is not true. That is not true. So Paul, so what is Paul saying? So what's the answer to all these things? So glad you asked. So Paul makes this statement, and let's read on. And here's where we'll go to the NLT. Because I, I, I chose to read it at NLT because it's, um, I, I want to pull your mind out of your religious reading of this same scripture that a lot of us have heard before, okay? Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. Paul says this, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful na nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful desires are. These two forces are constantly fighting. You feel that every day. These two forces are constantly fighting each other so that you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are, not obligate, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. So when you follow your desires of your sinful nature, remember, the opposite of your, the Holy Spirit, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. And list them again. We'll list them again. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, Outbursts of anger, selfishness, selfish ambition, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and all other sins like these. Let me tell you, as I've told you, anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit. Remember fruit, we're talking about fruit. In our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Who produces that? You and your own strength? No. Who produces self-control? The Holy Spirit. 
There is, and there is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus has nailed their passions and desires of their sinful nature to the cross and crucified them there. Since we live by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. You want to you you live free? It's a life of the Spirit. And if, let me just say for my charismatic people that you've walked in this charismatic, we have, we have said that we are led by the Spirit of God. I have several books entitled Being Led by the Spirit of God. And all of that is true. But in the context of this scripture, he is talking about living a life that's set apart for God, putting aside the deeds of the flesh and living according to the Spirit of God within us. He's not just talking about like, you know, I felt like I was supposed to invest this money in this thing and then I invested it and here we go. He's not just talking just talking about. He's not just talking about, well, I felt like I was I felt led to do this today. I felt led to do that today. He's actually in this and those things are true. Obviously those things are true. We see that in all through the book of Acts where God directed the people by the spirit. But in this context what he's talking about is you living by the spirit on a day-to-day moment by moment basis. Living by the Spirit of God. You see, the power comes by the Spirit who lives within us, not our own. We have, we talked about it before and a couple weeks ago, we have a new nature, right? There's two natures that are fighting on the inside of us. We have the Holy Spirit within us, right? So let's read some more. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7. He says this, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a person sows, he will also reap. Because the one who sows to the flesh will reap destruction from the flesh. But the one who sows to the Spirit will reap eternal life from the Spirit. Let us not get tired of doing good. For we will reap, we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. Such an important scripture. Like so, it comes down to this are we people of the Spirit of God? Or are we, like other places Paul would say, are we just acting like mere humans? Just living life, trying to do the, I'm just going to muscle my way through it. We are called to be people of the Spirit. So what does that look like? It's my favorite question. If you've been around me long enough, you may come and tell me, just be careful when you come and tell me some new doctrine that you go, because then I'll look, I'll, I'll, this is what I do. I will say, and you, you, you're close to me, you know, that I'll look at you and I'll say, so what does that look like in our lives? I mean, it's great doctrine. Cool. Awesome. What a great revelation. So how does that, how do we live that out? So how do we live out this spirit-led life? So glad you asked. One more scripture. Listen to this scripture. It's an interesting scripture found in 2 Corinthians 13, 14. We'll read it in the NLT. We're jumping all over the place. It says, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. So here's his, his benediction to this message, this long letter that he's written to these Corinthians. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's going to say, by the way, he's going to say, be with you all. So think about this as you, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. The love of God. And the, watch this, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. He says, I want the grace of Jesus. 
I want the I want the love of God to be with you. And I want the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. So we understand these things, right? The grace is the ability to do that what things that we're not able we can't do for ourselves. It's the grace of God. His his mercy, his forgiveness, his all of those um uh, his attitude towards you, the love of the Father, the love of God be with you. Be with you. Receive that. The faithful love of the all-powerful God be with you. And then he says this, the fellowship of the Spirit. I want to dive into this word because here's, here's, here's where the power is, is in this phrase, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. So, this word, fellowship, if you could put that up on the fellowship. It's a noun, fellowship, unless you didn't know how to pronounce that. We just, we just went ahead and in the Greek, in the Greek, this word is koinonia. What's the koinonia? Koinonia. Koinonia. This is a Greek word that has to do with fellowship. It's interesting about this word is this word is many times used as what we do at church on a Sunday morning. The fellowship, the gathering, the rubbing together of people, right? We are, we are in, oh, right here, close mutual association. And then it adds this word in the second. It says to share in participation. To share in participation. Right? So, um, so actually, let me just I'll, just, I'll go away from this. I'll give this illustration in a minute. But actually last night, um, we were able, we went to a, um, a um, it was great. We have a couple in our church that got remarried. They had been divorced for a couple of years, and God has restored their marriage. It's such a beautiful. We've watched it happen. It's so beautiful. It was so amazing, and to be there to celebrate with those guys, it was just, and to watch him. He actually got up there, and all you know, there's you know half the room are born again, half I'm not, and just to watch him boldly just proclaim his faith over all this stuff and how God had brought them together, and and uh, he was just so good. What's that? Incredible. Oh, incredible. He he was very vulnerable, like very vulnerable about the pain, and they. They've experienced death. and Anyway, it was just amazing what God has done in that relationship. It's just amazing. So grateful to God. But one of the benefits is Julie and I uh, got to hang out with these two, actually, right there. <laughs> on, uh, we sat next to each other. We're, we got to fellowship, and we got to share with each other. I learned a lot about, especially this guy, and they learned a lot about me, which we did not talk about. <laughs> This is a private conversation. No, we're not going to share with everybody. But we learned about one another, right? So, and, and uh, let's just step off from that. No, I'm not going to share. No, 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 no. I took a chance on doing this, and you're, and you're, um, and you're failing here. I'm sorry. That was a private conversation. That's embarrassing. I'm asking you not to. Nope. 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 <laughs> I don't want to tell everybody what we're talking about. Anyway, but we interacted, the four of us. But you know what's amazing? Like, so Julie and I, we spent a lot of time together. Now, especially as empty nesters, we spend a lot of time with each other. A lot of time. A lot of time. There's a lot. <laughs> I could work from home, but I don't work from home. I go into the office up here in the annex. But um, so Julie and I, and all joking aside, Julie and I, um, we fellowship together, right? We're together a lot. And what's great is that I, I get to enjoy um, everything that Julie is. 
Julie is, um, she's amazing. Her, her kindness, I get to enjoy her kindness. I get to enjoy points. That's what we're doing right now. Um, I get to enjoy. It doesn't count for you. I know, I know, I just blew it. No, all the kindness. No, seriously, like if you, like I just, oh my gosh. So, so I get the fellowship with Ken the other night. <laughs> no, I get the fellowship with Julie and all of her, seriously, all of her kindness. I get to all of her, all of her, oh, watch this, all of her thoughts on things. We share those things. She, uh, um, I, I am, uh, when she when she shares those, I get to hear them and I get to understand them and I go, wow, that's really amazing and her thoughts and and um, just who she is. Like a, she's an avid reader. She's a um, she loves children. She's just like I get to enjoy all of those all those and she's pretty sassy. If you get to know her, she's pretty sassy. I get to enjoy most of the time. I get to enjoy those sassy <laughs> like you just saw just a second ago. Um, I get to enjoy, but all of those things. Because that we're in proximity with each other, she shares those things with me, right? When we fellowship, I get to receive the, uh, all, of this, all of the person that Julie is, because it's not really who I am, but I get to enjoy all the things that are a part of Julie, and I get to enjoy and I get to share those things, and they become part of my life, right? You know where I'm going. So we have koinonia with the Holy Spirit. All the things that he has, I can share with those things. I get to share in those things. The word koinonia, the, this idea of this fellowship, this close association, this shared participation. So when I gave my life to Jesus, we've been talking about this up in the, up in the annex. If you haven't been to those classes, um, I would encourage you to go on Sunday mornings at 9, nine o'clock. I, when I surrender my life to Christ, I receive the Holy Spirit. I get close, mutual association with Him. I get to share and participate with the Holy Spirit in my life. So when we say, walk in the Spirit, it's not this ooey, gooey, non-tangible thing that I get to walk with mutual, uh, 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 close proximity, sharing, he shares himself with me. That means I get power. That means I get his love. That means I get his patience. That means I get his kindness, his goodness. I get his self-control. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Aren't you glad God has self-control? We'd all be vapor. Self, that's self-control. Because Jesus said, hey, if I wanted to, I'd call down all these angels and wipe all of you guys out. That's self-control, people. He has his self-control, and I get to share that with him if I walk in close Fellowship with the Spirit of God. That's a big if. We are to walk in the spirit of closeness. So, but what happens is we don't. We don't. So we go back, like Paul says, we go back to this self-effort 
living, trying to do this list, this part, this, 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 and then this, and then not do this, not do that, and then not do that, and then not do that. I'm going to have to muster up my ability to walk in love with my wife. I'm going to have to muster up this ability to... That is not what this Scripture seems to indicate. The Scripture seems to indicate that as I walk in step with the Holy Spirit, these fruits will be a part of my life. As I walk in step with Him, these things, that, that, um, these things of the flesh will be put aside and I will walk in Him. There is a power available to all of us to walk in righteousness, holiness, and purity before God and walk in His ways. Walk in His definitions of right and wrong. His set-apartness towards Him. But here's what happens. Okay, it's going to get bad again, but just hang with me. You can't fix the problem if we don't know the problem. As we talked about last week about the clutter that we have, we, we have this, all this clutter. You understand a lot of these weights are just clutter. And, and here's what more, mo, a lot of our Christian walk looks like. It looks like this. Well, I came to church on Sunday. God convicted me because the Father is the pruner. So what does He do? He shines the light on those things that need to be pruned, right? So, so you, you come to the altar, right? You come to the, and you, you don't come to the altar. You say there, go, oh, wow, that was really good. Man, I believe it just that way. Man, I, I need to quit that. I need to act. This is what, I need to walk like that. Yeah, that's what I need to live. And then you go home, and you have lunch, and you do whatever you do on a Sunday afternoon. Take a nap. Praise the Lord for Sunday afternoon naps. Hallelujah. Then you wake up. You go do something, whatever you go do. And then Monday morning, you wake up. You go do your thing. And then by Tuesday, hey, what, 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 did, what did they preach on on Sunday? It was really good. Huh. Well, it was really, really good. And let me just say, I, I, do, I, I know this because I do it. It was really, really good. What do you preach on? Not really sure. It was really, really good. I felt really, really amazing when I left. I felt really, really empowered. But then I've forgotten. I looked in the mirror and I turned away and forgot what sort of person I was. Or maybe we do this. Maybe we do this. Maybe we've advanced. Maybe we've advanced to this. We've advanced to, um, all right, um, all right, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have, more, I have a morning quiet time every single morning. I have a morning quiet time. And I read my Bible every single morning. Awesome. Great. Amazing. And then I'm like, I read my Bible and I look at it and I get so in, encouraged and then refreshed. And then I still have a little bit more time before I go to work. And then so I'll, 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 now I'll look at the news. And then I'll look at then I'll look at this, and then I'll scroll through my my um, your your TikTok feed, and then you scroll through your Instagram feed, and you scroll through this, and you go, and then you're like, and then you get to noon, and you go, what did I read this morning? See, many of us in different church, not not you guys. I'm just saying this so you can help other people. Our mornings, we have a, our morning devotion, then check the news and go to work and do all the things. See, what the problem is this. You ready? 
We're mature enough to hear this, right? We all mature enough? Amen? Say, I can handle it. Say, Pastor, I can handle it. I'm tough as nails. Good. See, the problem is we're not spirit-led. We're just spirit at times, people. We're, we're, we're not spirit-led continually. We're, we're spirit at this time, and then they were spirit at this time. And then all these other times, I just, eh, I do what I want. What I'm talking about is not radical Christianity. What I'm talking about is Christianity. This is how we live. I don't do God's at some moments of my day, and then other moments of my day, and then some weeks of my day, and then other days of the week of my day. It's a continual walk, a fellowship with the Spirit of God. You're like, that's impossible. That's the problem. It is possible. Because my Bible also just told me that whatever I sow to, that's what I'm going to reap of. But if I continually sow to my own thinking, my own mindsets, my own stuff, my own ways of, of trying to figure things out, if I continually, hear me, should we know what's going on in our culture? Yes, 100%. What we should. should. But how do we look at those events in our culture? Do we look at those events and then we see those events through the lens of the power and presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives? We don't just look at those events and go, wow, they're terrible. We look at the things around us. We look at the, our difficulties of our own life through the lens of the Spirit of God. I mean, I hate to say this church in America, but we are so filled with clutter. We were never meant, never meant to have access to the information that we have from everywhere in the world. I, I read a statistic, and it was, just, I can't, it, was, it was a guy, I probably said this before, but he said that... Um, we humans, I don't know where he gets sociological, sociology guy. And he said we really only, like, oh, think about this. I'll say it this way. Think about a person in the, I don't know, uh, 1700s. Like, literally, the only thing he knows about is him, his family, and maybe the group of people that he has settled whatever place he's settled in. He didn't know about what's going on in, in Russia. He didn't know what's going on in Australia. He didn't know what's going on in China. He didn't know what's going on in all these other places. Guys, listen, we weren't made to receive all the information that we're getting on a daily basis. And we are seeing the results in our, guys under 25, forgive me, in our younger generation who battles nothing but depression and, and anxiety. We were never meant to have that kind of information. We were never meant to absorb all of that trauma and difficulty and bad news and more bad news and this sexual bad thing and that sexual thing and this sexual thing. We were never made to absorb all of those things. 
Remember, we were made for communion with God. You were made to live in Eden, in communion with your maker. And we have the power of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. The ability, listen, and, and, and here's where it just gets so, we've, now we have so infilled ourselves with like every name of every problem. We have a label for every thing that's out there. Well, I'm just this. Well, I'm just that. I'm just, I have this. Well, you, and you hear something on, you hear something on your Instagram feed and go, oh yeah, you know what, that's, that's like me. I'm like that person. They're, they're like me. And then my identity is like that rather than what the Holy Spirit wants to speak to me. Because if you heard this morning in the class that we're in, the Holy Spirit takes from what's Jesus and tells it and declares it to me. But if I, my mind is full of other things, I'll never receive those things. There is power. <laughs> power. There is so much power. There is so much ability. There's so much freedom. You have to just ask yourself, is the way I'm doing this thing working? When I have the power of the Holy Spirit available to me. So what does that simply look like? It simply looks like your daily, everyday life. I call it, it's kind of my check-ins. During the, during the moments of the day. Something happens, and you're like, oh, well, you're a pastor. Like, all you do is read your Bible and pray. And I re- I'll say this. I remember back in my um, days of my working not in ministry, I would walk to my job when I was walking from my, my, my parking space to the, the, the place I was working. I remember, and I would, this is what I do. God, just lead me all day today. God, will you just speak to me today? God, is there person, somebody here that needs to hear a word of encouragement? God, could you just not leave me today? And God, would you help me today in everything that I do? And I'm going about my job. And am, am I like wholly spiritually minded every part? No, 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 no. I'm doing my job. I'm doing my thing. Then somebody comes up to me and they said, oh, man, my, um, oh, yeah, well, I had a terrible weekend because my da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, okay, Holy Spirit, do you have anything you want me to say to that person? My boss comes down on me and, oh, you're such a jerk. Blah, blah, blah. You're a terrible co-worker. Blah, blah, blah. Holy Spirit, what's my response to that? But if I don't, I'm just like the, everybody else in the world. You know what that is? My wife called it out when we were talking. We're about this. She goes, you know what that is? That's just that's worldly. We're handling situations like the world. There's moment by moment opportunities. In my prayer time, I'm praying and asking God what to what to do, and like maybe um and maybe like God like questions me about something. He says he says you know what you're you've been kind of you've kind of self centered around your around your wife. Well, why don't you ask her what she would like to do or whatever? Why don't you ask her like or or um. You know, or do the love language thing that you know you're supposed to be doing and you don't. Amen? By, by the Spirit of God who helps us and walks us through it. I don't know how 
this amazing woman sticks with me. But I do know because I walk by the Spirit. I do my best to walk by the Spirit in our relationship. I put aside the, my own selfish whatever, and I go, God, I wonder, God, how can I, how would, like, this is your daughter first. Before she's my wife, she's your daughter. How do you want me to treat your daughter, God? To be spiritually minded is life and peace. But we live our lives so cluttered with other things and other thoughts and other, and we go, yeah, yeah, I believe it. What John Wesley calls him, uh, mental ascent. I believe it just that way. And James comes and hits hard when he says, he goes, be doer of the word, not just a hearer only. Amen? So what do we do? It's simple. We repent. You know what the great thing about the As- what's going on at Asbury? We know what's great, the great thing? There's no hype. I'm just watching it like amazed. It all started, the whole, the whole thing started with people just crying out in repentance and saying, I want more of God. And I've lived a selfish life. And I've lived a life that just served myself. And I've lived a life that, and they said, God, I, I repent. Go back and re- listen to some of the, um, man, the, the girl who's the, the, I don't know if you've heard this girl, the girl who's the, um, uh, oh, Asbury. Oh, so if you don't know, about a um, week and a half ago now, right? About 10, 11, 12 days ago. Um, they were having their regular chapel. It was a Christian school. They are having their regular chapel. And um, not, no big fanfare. I mean, building kind of old. Been there for a while. And nothing glamorous about the whole thing. Simple little message. And then the guy um, gets up and just gives a simple repentance altar call. Simple repentance altar call. And... Um, and people just started coming. Students, college students, started coming. And like really kind of expressing their own sin, their own stuff. And out of that, people just didn't leave. And this went on 24 hours a day. I think they just started where they're scheduling it out a little bit more. And actually what I love about it is that now like you can't even get it in unless you're like 25 and younger. Amen. Like, so people are coming to the altar and they're there 24 hours a day for 10, 11, whatever day, however many days it's been. In repentance, 24 hours a day, people are coming and staying, repenting and praying and seeking God. Like God's doing something. And it like spawns on over to Lee College and spawning on over to other places. So what we're seeing, what we're seeing is not fanfare Christianity. What we're seeing is not this, that uh, hype everybody up. Matter of fact, a lot of the people bring their hype stuff, and they're like, you need to leave your hype stuff at the door. This is you and Jesus. And it's so pure, so amazing. But it's, listen, it's simple Christianity. I've been born again by not perishable seed, but imperishable, like Scripture says. I have been given the Holy Spirit to fellowship with me, to lead me to live a life that pleases Him. Amen? Let's all stand up. Eric, come, if you could come.
We good? We good this morning? Gang, gang, we're more worldly than we think. I'm more worldly than I think. We have so much clutter that clutters up our thinking. You know, it's amazing if you have an iPhone, your phone tells on you every Sunday. It's amazing. And then, this is how much time you spend on your phone this week. Your weekly report shows up on a Sunday morning. How crazy is that? I feel like God did that. Somehow he worked that all in. Before you go to church, you've been averaging 10 hours a day. And you tell me you don't have time for me. Oh, okay. Remember when I said you're sowing seed every time you... Every time you flip, every time you swipe, you're sowing a seed. Bow your heads with me. Don't you want more of him? Are you tired of living a defeated life? Are you tired? Are you tired of living a life that's... I'm not even saying that we need to turn our lives and start going. Repentance means turning and going a different direction. Yep, yep. But actually, it begins with putting Jesus in his rightful place. Jesus, you're Lord of my life. I'm all in. I'm bowing my knee, God, to your way. Holy Spirit, come right where you're at. I I feel like just just you and Him. There's more power for you than you know. There's more of Him. You think that you've gotten all of Him? There's more. There's more. You know that in the book of Acts, they would, the same people who on Pentecost were filled with the Spirit, just two chapters later are filled again. Same people. That we would preach your word with boldness. It would bear fruit for the kingdom of God. God, that we'd be lights in a very dark world. having the attitude of, God, if they're mad at me because of my moral stances, that's fine. But if I've treated people bad who didn't agree with me, that's not okay. God, help me. Lead me by your Spirit, moment by moment. Help me walk in step with your spirit. God, I repent. I repent for cluttering my mind. I repent, God, for putting other things before you.
when I sit down to do that hobby or whatever I like to do, or even being on my phone, God, help me, Holy Spirit, even check my heart. It says, is this okay? Should I be doing something different? You know, I'm in, Holy Spirit, I, I think that you may be dealing with me about the amount I'm drinking. Maybe that's the issue, and I need to listen to you about what to do about those things. And then I'll obey what you ask me to do. Holy Spirit, you may, is there, is there a way I've been treating my spouse that's been incorrect? Have I been selfish? Holy Spirit, will you show me? And not only show me, will you help me? Show me what to do. There's no date planner like the Holy Spirit. Just ask him. Just hold your hands out like you're going to receive. There's so much power available to you. There's so much ability. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Fill this place, God. Fill the, not just this place, but individuals in this room. Lord, I pray, God, that you would fill us in such a way, God, that we would bear fruit and that fruit would remain. I pray, God, that we would be examples of you everywhere we go. Father, I pray that you would show us our authority in you by your Spirit, who we are called to be, by the power of your spirit. And God, help us be spirit-led, spirit-filled people. Just say this, more of you, God. More of you. More of you. Okay, so we're going to dismiss, but here's the question as you go. So we are about to enter in. We don't really do Lent at our church, but it is a thing. Ash Wednesday is Wednesday. Maybe ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what, what do I need to, what's the weights I need? What is that? What are the weights I need to stop? What are the weights I need to declutter my life? My wife says it all the time. You're as close to God as you choose to be. Yeah, come on, Jim. I know we're long. Let me just um, you know, just go ahead, Jim. Don't you love this? Jesus didn't have microphones. So crazy. If you got to go, I know, I understand. Um. Like uh, David was saying, just receive, like raise your hands. But but first, the first step is to surrender. Mm, and there good. are things that um, we, that are like, we decide that's just me. This is just what I do. This is where I go to for comfort. This mm. is where I go to for um, so, whatever, solitude or to replenish myself. Or this is just what I do is this. And um, I just feel like the Holy Spirit, like tying into Lent or you know, maybe just habits and things that we've claimed as what we are and what we do. 
And they may not be bad, but then again, they may not be good for you right now. And um, first, we surrender those things to him. So there may be things that you do for your me time or your um, where you go to for replenishment or refreshment or even just maybe old habits and things. Surrender that stuff to him. Lay it down. Say, Jesus, Holy Spirit, this this is um, this is what I do. Is this okay? Is this good? Should I lay that down? Because I'm not going to have any other God or any idol that I will put before you. And sometimes all those things can become idols because that's what we do. That's what we go to for comfort. And what the Holy Spirit is saying is, come to me. Let me be your comforter. Yeah. So um, there are things that he may ask you just to surrender for a little while and lay down for a little while. And take that time and invite him in and invite his strength and his power and his help with those things. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna close the service. If you wanna stay in here, you're welcome to. We have these uh, basically altars up here. If you just wanna come, what's what's the magic or magic or what's the power in coming? There's no, it's when, there's something about when you take some time and just spend some time with him, you come down, you, or you even stay at your seat, whatever. But take a moment, right? Like don't don't let this be, don't let this be another New Year's resolution thing. God, I want to be in step with your spirit. So God, I just, we just, and when I dismiss, if you want to stay, you're welcome to stay. We're going to keep this place the attitude of prayer. If you want to go talk, please do so outside of these doors. So let me just pray this over you. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We thank you, God. We're determined, God. We love you. Thank you that you're with us every step of the way. In Jesus' name. All God's people said amen. Amen. God bless you guys. If you're going to the members class, you will be starting in the